The Vale this week with lovethevale.wales. Register for a free business or events listing at lovethevale.wales. Hello, I'm Georgia Ferder. And I'm Sarah Bowditch. Welcome to The Vale this week from Bro Radio, brought to you this week by students from the University of South Wales. On this episode, we'll get reaction to the news that Cardiff bus fares are going to rise from April, which changes the fare boundaries in the Vale of Glamorgan. We talked to the women who are raising money to give gift boxes to babies with Down syndrome. They took a walk under the stars through Cardiff yesterday on World Down Syndrome Day. Last week, the long-anticipated deal to buy Aberthaw Power Station by the Cardiff Capital Region was completed, with the announcement by Capital of future plans to develop the station into a large-scale renewable energy factory that will bring in thousands of jobs has raised some concern for local residents. Our reporter Callum Webb has been to St Athen to find out the views of local residents. And 65 businesses in Barry are coming together to run an Easter egg hunt in hopes of boosting business for local independent stores. We'll hear from the event's organiser about what it aims to achieve. The Veil This Week on Bro Radio. Now let's look back at some of the top local news stories from the past seven days with Kate Bryany and Gareth Rees. Detectives have revealed how over £3 million worth of cannabis was discovered in a former Barry bingo hall. Over 3,000 plants were seized after National Grid raised concerns about the electrical supply at the Broad Street site. When the police were called to the property at midday last Monday, the 13th of March, they found one of the biggest cannabis factories in Barrie in recent years, spanning six floors and 20 rooms. No one was in the hall at the time, but several beds along with kitchen facilities, food and clothing were found, suggesting that people had been staying at the site. Police are appealing for anyone with further information. Bus fares in the Vale of Glamorgan are set for a price increase starting next month. The change comes amidst general financial uncertainty for people in the area. Rowan Davis reports. I'm here at the St Helens bus stop in Barry, where the board in front of me lists a single adult ticket as £1.90. On Sunday the 9th of April, fares will increase by over 25% to £2.50. Susan Walsh, who uses her pensioner's bus pass to do her everyday errands, believes the prices were already too high for frequent visits from her granddaughter and the increase will only make it harder for her. I'm, I'm OK because I got my pension pass, but if you've got a large family, it is expensive for a day out. As, um, like my granddaughter, if I go to Cardiff, um, it cost me, uh, I think it's a fiver return, something like that. So <coughs> we don't go into Cardiff very often with my granddaughter. Alan Storey, the manager of Vinyl Frontier in Barrytown Centre, currently says buses are attracting customers to his business. In the sense that we've got a bus stop right outside the shop. Um, and a lot of people, when the bus stops, look across. And we have had people who've said to us, I didn't know you were here. I saw you when I was on the bus. And they've come in and they've bought stuff. I think at the moment, people are getting used to price increases everywhere. And I don't think some of them are justified and they're hiding behind the fact that everything is going up to make everything else go up. He believes that due to the increased cost across the board, the Barry High Street is dying 
and increased bus fares will only exacerbate the downfall. We don't see vast numbers of customers in our shop. I can only talk from our experience. But I think having talked to other shopkeepers around here, footfall is already dropping, particularly if you're in the lower end. You don't have the footfall. People would have to come here for a reason. We travel in ways that are the most convenient for us. And a lot of people do use public transport because it's convenient for them. Uh, but this isn't about convenience, is it? it's about cost. And the cost then makes it more inconvenient because they have to look at their budget. In a statement issued by Cardiff Bus when they announced their first price hike in over four years, they say the buses are still good value for money. The statement reads, in this time, we have seen cost increase to a level where we are now in a position that we have no option but to increase fares. Despite this price increase, we're still confident that we offer good value for money with a variety of tickets, including discounted bundles of single and day tickets on the app. The fares will increase by up to 31% in all zones. This is bound to affect commuters and high streets across the Vale of Glamorgan, which are struggling with the cost of living crisis. Um, I use my bus. Griffin's Bookshop in Penarth has been named Independent Bookstore of the Year in the Wales region. Owner Mel Griffin says that it's the personal touch that sets their business apart from the bigger chains. Matthew Webb has more. There's a hustle in Griffin Books this morning, Penarth's only independent bookshop. It opened in 2000 and has received a warm response from the community. Owner Mel Griffin explained why the award meant so much and how the shop is able to compete with the main retailers. Last Thursday we heard that we had won the Wales region, so um, yeah, really exciting and a credit to the whole team because it's, it's not something I do on my own. All of us every day make this happen. You know, books these days, you obviously can get online, you get in, across the road, supermarkets, everywhere, But um, and even the bigger stores like Waterstones, but it's very much the same everywhere, um, and whereas every independent bookshop is unique. and. Also, we know our customers, so sometimes I actually buy in stock with particular people in mind. You know, when I see new titles coming, I think, oh, so-and-so would love that. Um, and we know what to recommend to people as well, because we, we, we really know the books um, between us. We don't all read everything, obviously, but between us, we have a pretty good idea of, um, you know, what it is that we're, we're, we're stocking and who it will be suitable for. And so when people ask for recommendations, we absolutely love doing that and sending them away with a, a new author that they hadn't discovered before. Griffin Books clearly supports the people that will be reading the books, but what about the local people that write them? Sophie Bushalald is an author based in Penarth, and she explained how independent bookshops are vital for local authors and what they offer above the high street retailer. Since COVID, uh, the big the big bookshops are playing it safe by only having the really big names uh, on offer in on the bookshelves. Uh, and it's becoming increasingly difficult for independent bookshops to promote their books, and especially, you know, post Brexit, it's become even more so <laughs> for a variety of reasons. <laughs> I'm not going into that now, but um, so yeah, independent bookshops are incredibly important for us um, to, to be visible. 
the question of visibility. So there's a lot of chains and there's a lot of online offers available, but what you don't get if you buy your book from Amazon, let's say, if I can call names, is, uh, is that level of expertise uh, of, of, of getting personalized recommendation. And because it is a small community and because it is a town, after a while they get to know you, they get to know what sort of thing you like. Uh, so you begin a conversation that keeps uh, that keeps growing, really. The community clearly cares about the award and the shop. As I can see, bouquets of flowers and cards of congratulations lining the shop window. These students frequently travel from Cardiff to Penarth to visit Griffin Books. I just really like the fact that it's an independent shop and it's got a very authentic feel to it and it's very unique so when you go in there it feels like it's one of those shops where you won't find anywhere else and it feels very homey in there and just feel very comfortable in that shop. I love Griffin Books. The staff there are wonderful and they always recommend amazing books for me. They know what I like and each time I get a new recommendation I love it. I found some of my favourite books there. A huge success for a very small bookshop, but it clearly goes further than selling stories. It allows people to create their own in supporting local authors by giving them a platform and offering a personal and friendly experience for every customer wishing to find their perfect book. Lovely. Thanks very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye bye. And you can read more of these stories, plus submit your own local news via the news pages at broradio.fm. Where is the map? I ain't got it, Captain. I swear to you on my life. <laughs> well, that's a very appropriate choice of language now, ain't it, Jimmy? Skin him alive. No! Come and see Treasure Island at the Paget Rooms in Penarth on the 23rd, 24th and 25th of March. Go to ticketsource.co.uk forward slash pods to get your tickets now, or I'll come and find you. Yo, ho, ho, and a bottle of rum. You're listening to The Veil this week on Bro Radio. Three mums from Roos have launched a fundraising appeal to provide gift boxes for babies born with Down syndrome. Over the past year, the Sarin Dirt charity has delivered more than 85 boxes to seven Welsh health boards. Last night, to mark World Down Syndrome Day, they went for a 10k walk under the stars, Daniel Davis spoke to Laura Howard, Laura Thomas and Lou Kennedy from Serendut before they set off. All three of us have, we all have two children each, our youngest each has Down syndrome. And many moons ago when they were born, <laughs> we all received on leaving hospital, basically a brown envelope with what looks like um, a bereavement leaflet crossed with a appliance leaflet that you get when you buy like a fr fridge freezer. And it wasn't the positive, yay, you've had a baby, congratulations. It had this sort of somber feel um, as you left hospital with this, you know, out, in the re out into the real world with this brown envelope of information. So a good few years ago, I looked at bringing welcome packs into some of the hospitals in South Wales. And then January time last year, Laura put a post up on Facebook saying, Welcome packs. Has anyone done them? Has anyone thought of it? Wouldn't it be a good idea? So I said, don't do the groundwork. I've already done the groundwork. But if you want to join forces, then I'd really love to, to get something out there. So our main aim was to raise a, a couple of hundred pounds each to sort of do some prototype baby boxes. And we raised 
considerably more than we hoped to and were able to launch across the whole of Wales. What did the what did the packages like consist of? What did you put in them? So we have um a congratulations letter from all of us just saying, you know, congratulations, this might not be the journey you planned, but you know, it's uh a journey and um we're all here for you and whatever you want to feel is totally fine we've got lovely pictures of our children on the back the blue letter is information signposting families to local and national support groups and then in the box we've got a few gifts for the parents like we've got a nice hand cream teas and coffees um biscuits there's a book at the back there by the organization down syndrome uk positive about down syndrome the Nobody Told Me book, that's just full of lovely stories about um, from families, um, friends, people themselves with Down syndrome, about what, what life is actually like. And actually, it's not all, you know, doom and gloom and, um, you know, some lovely adventures that we all have along the way. Um, and then there's some lovely gifts for baby. We've got handmade, hand-knitted items, um, a babe, personalised baby grow that we've made, um, the little toy. The little cloud decoration that's in there isn't in all of the boxes, but but a handmade gift is is in all of the boxes as like a keepsake for the for the families to keep as well. Sharing that, and I think the final thing to ask about is um, you're going on the ten k walk. Um, could you tell me a little bit about that? So back in January, we had a little session where we decided to think how can we um, you know do some fundraising to continue the project. And I said, well, our name Serendipt means dinky star in Welsh. So we thought, what about a walk under the stars? Hopefully it won't be raining and we will see some stars. <laughs> um, and then the world recognised colours for Down syndrome are blue and yellow. So I said, let's see if we can get some of the major landmarks on board of this and lighting up in blue and yellow so that they can, you know, guide, guide us on our walk. Um, so hopefully there'll be up to about 30 of us going on a walk. Yes, we've all tried to do some fundraising along the way but it's also a way for us all just to kind of get together as well and um have a chat and yeah raise awareness, raise awareness celebrate the day <laughs> we're starting at um university hospital wales in the heath um so they're lighting up we're making our way down to through roth park and the scott monument is going to be lit up down through Cate's to city hall which is lighting up cardiff castle's lighting up and then make our way down to the bay where the Welsh Millennium Centre is going to be lit up. The Senate apparently is already lit up in blue and yellow in solidarity for Ukraine. But they they mm -hmm. sent us um, a message of support as well to say, you know, they, they are impressed of what we're doing. And they're already lit up anyway. <laughs> uh, and also the barrage is lighting up. And then we're finishing with a, a, a wee little glass of bubbly in the dock in the bay. <laughs> Whilst we have come a long way in terms of um, acknowledging and accepting difference and um, yeah, differences in, in people, we've still got a long way to go when it comes to um, conscious and unconscious bias, and when it comes to language, when it comes to actual genuine inclusion and not just token um, inclusion or acceptance. Um, so we want to continue that work to make sure that um, our children grow up in a world that that is genuinely accepting and inclusive of who they are, um, regardless of their extra chromosome. That was Lou, Laura and Laura from Serendut. And if you'd like to donate money, you can search Serendut, that's Saren D-W-T, on GoFundMe. You're listening to The Veil This Week from Bro Radio. 
still to come, we'll round up the week's events in the Vale of Glamorgan and hear the views of local residents about plans to turn the former Aberthaw power station site into a large-scale renewable energy factory that could bring in thousands of jobs. There is so much to discover in the Vale of Glamorgan with lovethevale.wales. Find vibrant, brilliant and highly skilled high streets, side streets and home enterprises, remarkable restaurants, friendly well-stocked bars, pubs and trendy night spots. Adrenaline-filled, family-friendly days out or those places to sit back, relax and simply enjoy a good book. Whether you're a local or a visitor, start your discovery now at lovethevale.wales. You're listening to The Veil This Week from Bro Radio. Whether you're looking for a night out, a day with the kids or something between, let's have a look at some of the events we've found and you've listed at lovethevale.wales, taking place in the Vale of Glamorgan over the next week with George Firda and Sarah Bowditch. The Lowdown with Chris Davis Estate Agents, a local family-run company serving the Vale of Glamorgan for five decades. Let our family move your family. Find out more at chris-davis.co.uk. Penarth Operatic and Dramatic Society presents Treasure Island at the Paget Rooms in Penarth from the 23rd to the 25th of March, featuring the perilous adventure Pirates and Buried Gold based on the novel by Robert Louis Stevenson. Tickets are available via ticketsource.co.uk forward slash pods. On the 23rd of March, Griffin Books presents An Evening with Alice, returning for her third event with the store. Alice will share details of her first novel in her new series, The Oxford Mysteries. Friday 24th 26th sees the return of the Lantwit Major Chamber Music Festival, featuring music from Mozart, Webern, Brahms and many more at St Ilted's Church in Lantwit Major. On Saturday 25th, CF61 in Lantwit Major is holding its first indoor boot sale. Whether you're looking to clear out some unwanted items or purchase some loved second-hand goods, tables are £10 to sell or free entry. On Sunday 26th, Callan Hearts presents its first bunny run on Barry Island. The 2K family run across the resort is aiming to raise money for the charity's work, installing defibrillators and life-saving heart screening sessions. And you can find out more about these events and many others by visiting lovethevale.wales, where you can also submit your event details to be mentioned on Bro Radio and The Vale this week. The Vale this week with lovethevale.wales. Your go-to guide for businesses and events in the Vale of Glamorgan. Visit lovethevale.wales. Last week, the long-anticipated deal to buy Aberthaw Power Station by the Cardiff Capital Region was completed. The former electricity station is set for redevelopment, with the announcement of future plans to develop the station into a large-scale renewable energy factory that could bring in thousands of jobs has raised some concern for local residents. Our reporter Callum Webb has been to St Athen, a small village near the site. Thousands of new jobs at a future energy facility would mean the need for more people, which would mean more infrastructure and, ideally, more investment. Local councillor Roger Eustace spoke candidly about the impact such a move could have on the town as well as his own forts. The proposal seemed to be that they're going to put some solar panels there and have a green energy park, um, which is good, it's using the site. Just in general terms, I think, I think the development has got to be welcomed. Um, I think it's the right thing to go in terms of energy um, and it's good to, say, good to see jobs. All we need is support. The opinions of locals are also mixed. They're bringing more employment to the area. Fantastic. I can't see them doing anything with it other than selling it on. It's nice to think that they're going to do something with it instead of it just lying empty. 
I'm on Rectory Street right now, which is basically the main road of St. Affern. And one of the things you definitely notice coming in is there's not that much parking spaces. The problem that results from it, however, is that St. Affern is growing and uh, in the local development plan just ending at the moment, the housing in St. Affern increased by some 50%, uh, but the facilities increased by 0%. Overall, nobody yet knows for sure how these, how these announcements and plans will turn out. We have reached out to Cardiff Capital Region to comment, but are unable to get a significant response at this time. And we're trying to do everything we can to improve St Athen, but we have limited ground available. We certainly don't have any funds, um, but they deem us an appropriate place to expand and expand and expand, and somewhere it's got to stop. That was Callum Webb in St Athen reporting on Cardiff Capital Region's purchase of Aberthaw Power Station. The Vale This Week on Bro Radio. Businesses in Barry are coming together to run an Easter egg hunt in hopes of boosting business for 65 local independent stores. The hunt will spread through Holton Road, Goodsheds, Main Street, Veer Street, Broad Street, Park Crescent and High Street. Kimberly Knowles reports. I'm here in Barrytown, known by the public to have many closed down businesses. People are concerned about the lack of appeal this brings to the remaining local shops and the town as a whole. But this is hoping to change, as events such as the Easter Egg Hunt run by shop owner Mandy Pigeon will bring in more customers and new attraction. So on the day, it's going to be, you know, like when we did it in previous times, it was 250 children were involved. And it was a really busy day throughout the town centre and High Street who, and Goodsheds who did it that time and Park Crescent, sorry. But now this time it's going to be busy in all of the areas. So it'd be nice as well to get everyone um, together, to get people, because, you know, not many people shop in Fear Street, Main Street or um, Cumtalog. So it's nice for them businesses to be involved so they may get footfall down there as well. So hopefully, hopefully get more shops down there as well in their areas. Because if they've got more people going in their shops, then the shopkeepers will be like, "Oh, it's actually good to go down there." Thank you ever so much. Thank you. Mandy from the Wellbeing Shop explains the importance of supporting local businesses in Barry. Sixty-five independent businesses have come together, and there's a lot more than sixty-five. It's just that sixty-five have actually confirmed that they want to do it um, so it's just telling people there is a lot of shops in Barry we just we just want people to know about them yeah. we're all trying to support each other yeah. and like we, we all got the same well, the outcomes the same for Edward yeah. we all want people to shop in Barry exactly so you know getting them to shop in all of our areas is, is benefiting all of us because if you know word of mouth as well like when with the trial trail for instance people are going to go around and they're going to be like you know, we had it from Easter Trail. Somebody came in about a week later and they were like, oh, my um, my nan told me about your shop and I love crystals and I love bath bombs. And, you know, it was it was a lot of word of mouth. So if you've yeah. got, you know, 25, 250 children doing a trail, then they've all got parents, they've all got friends in school, so they'll pass it on, things like that. The Vale This Week with lovethevale.wales Register for a free business or events listing at lovethevale.wales. This is The Vale This Week from Bro Radio. Let's wrap up with our weekly roundup of local sport here in The Vale. 
Nathan Spackman caught up with Gareth Joy earlier today for the latest. So, Gareth, lots of midweek action to talk about. Let's start with the Cymru South leaders, Baritone United, who could be champions by Saturday evening. It's been a while coming, there, Nathan, but uh, finally they are almost there. They are 12 points clear at the top of the table. Four games to go after last night's 2-1 win over Gleitre United, which saw a fourth goal in two games for uh, Josh Ball. Indeed, Barry were ahead after just uh, four minutes, in fact, uh, when Aidan Lewis's free kick deflected off the crossbar and found its way past the keeper. So now all eyes will, in fact, be not on Jenna Park on Saturday just yet, but, in fact, on Stebbin Heath Park on Friday night because Britain Ferry Lansell, the nearest rivals, they face Hanesley. Now, if Britain Ferry can't grind a win out of that, that will give Barry the chance to wrap up the title this Saturday, in front of their own fans at Jenner Park against Ponsadawe Town. And that could be, and, and so if all goes right this weekend, uh, former goalkeeper Lee Kendall, who's now in fact won the Manager of the Month award for the third month running, could be breaking open the champagne ahead of a possible instant return to the company premiere. And staying with Barry Town, they could be eyeing up a league and cup double this season. Well, do Nathan actually, because uh, they beat. Anisar Albion's 4-0 at the weekend to reach the seventh final of the Welsh Blood Service Cup. Though we mentioned Josh Ball already. An impressive first-half hat-trick from him uh, with Captain Kay McGlagan also scoring his 28th goal of the season. More of McGlagan in which in a, more on McGlagan in a moment, actually. Uh, Britain Ferry also making light work progressing in the Cup by beating Trevelling 5-2 on Friday night. So it's those two sides who will meet in the Southern final, remember this is a regional draw, and then the winners of that will go on to face the winners of the Northern section in the final, and that will be either Cumley North leaders Colwyn Bay, and it would be interesting to see a Barry Colwyn final, it must be said, or Puff Madog, who needed penalties to knock out Gillsfield. And as we mentioned last week, Kay McGlagan has now been on international duty. How did Wales's semi-pros fare against England? Well, you'll recall that um, they uh, really did uh, thrash uh, the, uh, the, the Paul Fairclough side uh, by four goals to nil at Carnarvon there last season. A pretty narrow affair and a pretty tough, scrappy one as well at Altrinham on Tuesday night. But they went down 1-0 in the end, thanks to a goal from Barnett's Ryan de Havilland on the stroke of half-time. A double save from Wales keeper Alex Ramsey following a mistake by Tom Price eventually deciding it. But for McGlagan, another bow in his cap. And indeed, we did. And in fact, we heard from him just before the game how he was finding life playing in the Cumley South. I am. Um, it's a lot less travelling, which is um, which is nice. But listen, it's good to be involved in a winning team. Last year, we had a, obviously a very disappointing season getting relegated. And it's just nice to be involved, uh, kind of winning games of football and that kind of team spirit and that togetherness, that feel that, that you get from winning games. So um, we've got some momentum and, and, and hopefully we can kick on and get promoted. But... Yeah, I've enjoyed it. I have enjoyed it. Um, I was a little bit sceptical at the start of the season, going down and thinking, how, how's it going to be? But listen, I enjoy playing for Barry Town. Uh, it's my hometown club, so I don't, I'm not really bothered what level we play at. Hopefully we play at the top level next year, but fingers crossed I'm still playing for Barry. Kay McGlagan, who in fact featured heavily actually, played uh, about uh, three quarters of that uh, game uh, for Mark Jones's side. But uh, alas, uh, defeat for Wales is semi-pros. Uh, but uh, they, I think they can be pretty proud of their performance last night. And now back to here in the vein of Glamorgan, Lantwit Major are also building up a strong end to their season. 
Yes, indeed. Uh, nine games unbeaten. I mean, in fact, uh, just uh, on Tuesday nights, they secured their uh, Cumbie South status. Mind you, we've been known that we've known that for a while actually, but they officially secured it with a two-nil win over uh, Abergavenny Town, uh, breaking into the top six. In fact, thanks to an unfortunate own goal from George Clark and uh, and also a header from uh, Tom Bailbuff, which put them, which leads them into the top six. And indeed, now with uh, an 18-point gap between them and the relegation zone, ensuring their place in the second tier with five games to go. And that was off the back of uh, a one-all draw against uh, Ammonford, who are still fighting for their lives. In fact, Lee Trundle uh, came off early on Saturday at Windmill Lane. Ammonford nonetheless took the lead before Joel Woodington equalised after the break to land a share of the spoils for the reigning champions. Lantrip back in action on Saturday, though, at home to Avonlea on the day when the company South title could pass from one Vale club to another. Thank you for listening to The Vale this week. This week brought to you by students from the University of South Wales. This programme is all about the stories, issues and events affecting the towns and villages that make up the Vale of Glamorgan. If you have something you'd like us to feature, get in touch via Vale this week at broradio.fm or get in touch with us via social media. The Veil This Week is on air each Wednesday from 7pm on Bro Radio, or you can find us anytime wherever you grab your podcasts. The Veil This Week with lovethevale.wales, your go-to guide for businesses and events in the Vale of Glamorgan. Visit lovethevale.wales.